Entrepreneur on Fire, episode 383. What are you waiting for? Tickets to a rocket ship? Well, here you go and hang on tight as John Lee Dumas is about to take you on a wild ride. Ignite. Stream audio of all your favorite books on audiobooks.com using your smartphone, tablet, or PC. And guess what? You can get your first book for free today. Go to audiobooks.com slash fire. Our mission at Walker Corporate Law is to protect entrepreneurs and to help them succeed. If you're looking to skip the huge law firm but still ensure you're protected, then contact the founder of Walker Corporate Law directly, scott at walkercorporatelaw.com. Okay, Fire Nation, let's get started. I am simply thrilled to introduce my guest today, Kate Northrup. Kate, are you prepared to ignite? Yes. All right. Kate created financial freedom at the age of 28 through building a team of thousands in the network marketing industry. She's the author of Money, A Love Story, Untangle Your Financial Woes and Create the Life You Really Want. Kate, I've given Fire Nation just a little overview, but take a minute. Tell us about you personally. We want to get to know you. Then give us an overview of your business. I still work in the network marketing industry. I got started in this industry when I was 18. And since then, I've also taken forays into the online marketing world, info products, affiliate marketing, coaching, all kinds of really fun stuff. So I'm really in the inspiration and education business. And um, I live in Portland, Maine, and we are fellow Mainers. (laughs) And, uh, And I really live for lifestyle freedom. My business is really, and my entire life is just focused on freedom and how can I free up my time to do the things I want to do and how can I, in so doing that, help others do the same thing. So, Kay, you have an amazing journey, and I love that it was started and still takes place in the great state of Maine, hashtag the way life should be. (laughs) (laughs) But what I would really like to do for a second, just before we dive into the next part of the interview, is let's kind of share with Fire Nation what network marketing kind of is, because we have all of these marketing terms thrown around, content marketing, affiliate marketing, online marketing, network marketing. Give us a brief synopsis of what network marketing is to you. I'm so glad you asked that because I think in the internet marketing world or just in the online world, it's not talked about as much. Right. I feel like network marketing is a little bit the underdog <laughs> of, uh, of the business world. Totally. And so what it is, it's when a, pro- when a company creates a product or a service and then they pay their consumers to spread the word. So it's kind of like when you go to the gym and your gym says, hey, if you refer a member to the gym, you'll get one month free. Um, It's kind of like that. Um, And it's also kind of like real estate where you have brokers who train agents and then the brokers earn from the agents. It's a similar system to that. So it's kind of like a hybrid of real estate, referral marketing and affiliate marketing all together. Wow. And you had a team of thousands at one point. So we're going to have to touch upon that. But before we do, we love starting Entrepreneur on Fire off with a success goal, Kate. It helps get that fireball of motivation rolling down the hill. So take it away. Comparison is the thief of joy. Theodore Roosevelt. He does not get quoted nearly enough on this podcast, Kate, because he is one of my favorite people, and his biography is simply fascinating. But what I want you to do 
is give us the Kate Northrup version of that. How have you done this at some point in your life and what did you learn from it? You know, it's a recent, it's a recent focus of mine. The more I connect with entrepreneurs and, and certainly the online world makes this more possible and I'm so grateful for that, we can really peer into the businesses of a lot of people and find out what they're doing on a regular basis, like up to date to the minute. And that's awesome for inspiration, but what it can do is it can take us down the rabbit hole, the wormhole of thinking like, oh, they're doing it better than me, or oh my gosh, I'm so freaked out because they're doing it faster, or oh, I should be doing it like that. And it can be very distracting. And so when Teddy Roosevelt says comparison is the thief of joy, when we compare ourselves to other people in the business world, not from a place of inspiration, like, oh, hey, how cool is it that that person can do that? That means I can do that too. But instead, from the perspective of, ugh, that makes me feel bad about myself looking at them doing so great over there, then it really steals our fire. And so it's something I remind myself of regularly. I think a little healthy competitive edge is something that we can, that I I like to use and I strive for, but sometimes it can go too far. And so that quote just reminds me to keep my eyes on my own paper and really only check out what other people are doing if I need a little inspiration or if I want to cheer them on. I love that for so many reasons. And I want to say that just one more time. Comparison is the thief of joy because it always seems that we're comparing ourselves to that next upper echelon. Because with me, with Entrepreneur on Fire, I have a lot of people that are just starting out on the podcasting world and they reach out to me and they share their numbers and they ask me to share my numbers. And when I tell them I'm getting over 500,000 unique downloads per month, they're like, wow, that's insane. I'm never going to get there. And I can tell they're a little disappointed in that. And that's not how it should be because it's a building process. Because then when I look at Joe Rogan, who gets 500,000 downloads a day, that can steal my joy because, again, I'm comparing myself up to that and that can just be sad. So living in the moment, just being appreciative of what you have built as a business is so important for an entrepreneur. And I love how you said you go to that for inspiration. You go to that to really get your fire going a little bit. You don't go to that on a daily basis to compare yourself to see how you stack up. Because if I was trying to stack up to Adam Carolla, to Joe Rogan, I would be a devastated little boy. But instead, I'm just really happy for what I have. And you obviously are too. So thank you for sharing that, Kate. You're welcome. Entrepreneur on Fire, Kate, is a little different of a podcast in the fact that we really focus on your journey as an entrepreneur. And your journey isn't just straight success and all of these big wins and all these great accolades, which it has plenty of, but we also have failures and struggles and challenges. And I want to focus on one of those. So tell us a story of a time that you failed. Really take us there and explain to us that. And then the lessons learned. So in my early 20s, I moved to New York City. And I was building my business, my network marketing business, and I was doing really well with it, actually. I was able to build my business during my summer vacations and my Christmas vacations in college and graduate from Brown without having to get a job because my business was making enough money, which was very cool. Um, but then I moved to New York City and my living expenses went up dramatically. Right. And I did not adjust my lifestyle accordingly. And I ended up in $20,000 worth of credit card debt. Yeah. And so even though I was making good money, especially for somebody who was like 22, 23 years old, I also wasn't doing the things I needed to do to take care of my finances. And so on the one hand, I was out there teaching people about 
a vehicle for creating financial freedom and and teaching seminars for women about thinking about money in a new way. And it felt like I was a fraud. It felt really um, disjointed. I mean, I certainly wasn't teaching anybody to get out of debt, thank goodness. <laughs> and I wasn't telling anybody, you know, I wasn't telling anybody that I wasn't in debt, but at the same time, I didn't feel like I was telling the whole truth. And it started to chip away at my feeling of integrity. And so it was, it was kind of like this elastic band, um, stretching, 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 stretching from between my, who I was behind the scenes um, and the financial chaos that I was in and who I felt like I was portraying myself to be. And it felt really uncomfortable eventually to the point when that elastic band snapped and I finally decided it was time to get it together. And so from that experience, I'm actually really grateful for that experience because um, if I had just been the girl who had loving parents and, you know, who went to a good school and was a straight A student and then built a successful business and then wrote a book. It's like, that is not an interesting story. Um, boring. <laughs> it's like boring and nobody would care what I had to say. <laughs> and so <laughs> I'm so grateful that I actually went through that period of, you know, having credit card companies call me and not opening my bank statements and not opening, you know, and, and being in the red all the time when I check my bank account balance and, and, and worrying, like, you know, doing the credit card shuffle, like wondering, okay, which credit card is going to get accepted here? Should I, which one should I try first? That kind of thing. Um, it was really embarrassing to be perfectly honest, but that experience got me to think in a new way about money in terms of, associating, I knew that I needed to try something different than the typical methods for getting out of debt. The typical methods are like really about, okay, be restrictive, um, get your, get your expenses down really low, get your, you know, so that you can just pay it off. And that all totally makes sense. However, there was a missing piece and the missing piece for me was I needed to do it out of self-love and compassion and out of a a place of self-care as opposed to out of a place of deprivation and beating myself up for, for having been bad, quote unquote. And so when I did that with, and, and really began exploring the self value piece of it, the the piece of, okay, money is a stand in for what we value. And the more, the more value we provide in the world, the more, the more money we make, but we'll only make more money if we are first valuing ourselves. And the valuing myself part was the missing piece. So I worked on that. And pretty soon after I started working on that and using financial awareness as a form of self care, I was able to pay off all of that debt within a matter of months and I also doubled my income and doubled my savings. You really couldn't have experienced that if you hadn't gone through those tough times because you really had to get to that moment to realize what you needed and what you were missing before you could step back and really start making the kind of changes that were going to be impactful to you, Kate Northrup, in your life. Yeah, exactly. And Kate, one thing that I love doing for Fire Nation is just taking all this great content that you just shared and having you, the expert, boil it down into just one clear lesson. So do that for us. The lesson here is if you want to make more money and be a better steward of the money you already have, what you need to do is value yourself first. And when you value yourself, when you really make a practice of noticing the ways you add value in other people's lives and noticing what you value about yourself, like what you like about yourself, then 
you'll be able to turn up the volume in a big way on the amount of value you're providing in other people's lives. And you will get paid handsomely in exchange for that financially and otherwise. There's a lot of receiving that comes in finances, but there's a lot of receiving of abundance that comes in a lot of other forms. And nobody will value you more than you value yourself. So it really starts with wiring in the self-worth piece first. Or just buy your book. (laughs) (laughs) That would be great too. That's how I like to sum it up. And Kate, I want to just move forward in your journey because you shared with us a time that you did fail and you shared with us the challenges and struggles and how you made your way through that. You've also had some aha moments, some light bulbs that have gone off. And I want you to tell us a story of one of those times when you really just had something turn on in your head. You said, yes, this is me. This is my authentic self, Kate Northrup. Tell us that story, Kate, and the steps that you took to turn it into success. So it's really a continuation of the same story I was telling about the failure of getting into all that debt. But specifically what happened is I was on an airplane and I was writing in my journal and I like to do that on airplanes because it's the only time when I don't have the internet, although increasingly I do have the internet. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, just flying from Baltimore to San Diego, I had the internet the whole time. It was crazy. I know, it's kind of awesome and it's kind of sucks at the same time. Right. Anyway, but I I still try to have this practice of journaling and spending a little time with myself when I can at least get away with saying I'm not available. (laughs) (laughs) So so I'm writing and I'm I'm writing about that situation of debt. And this was before I got out of the debt. But um, and I was really trying to figure out what's it going to take? Like, what's going to be the thing that's going to get me to finally take action on this? Because I obviously knew that it wasn't a good situation. So one of the things that I did, just first step, and this, this, is, this is true of any situation you're in that's a little bit of a pickle. What's really helpful is to tell the truth to somebody who is going to love you anyway. So what I did is I totaled up all of what I made, all of what I spent, and all of what I owed, and to whom, and by when, and I wrote it all down. And I had been avoiding that step for years. Like I was so, I I kind of knew that I had a lot of debt, but I didn't know exactly how much. And so I would just pay a little bit over the minimum balances every month. And I never looked at all of the statements at the same time. (laughs) So I never had to face the truth. It was kind of this little um, like credit card shell game. And so when I finally did that, I thought I was going to feel awful and kind of want to throw up all over the place. However... (laughs) Instead, I felt like superwoman because I finally knew the truth and our avoidance of the truth, whether it's the truth in our relationship or the truth about our um, addictions or bad habits or our financial truth. You know, as entrepreneurs, there can be some ups and downs in in the money piece. You know, that's what being an entrepreneur is, is, is being willing to take that risk. When I finally told the truth, it was truly, truly, truly liberating. So that was one step. And then the next step that I took is I went about looking at, okay, well, if I want to pay this off, how can I do it in a way that doesn't feel like deprivation? And again, when we're entrepreneurs, there are going to be times when there's a little bit of a cash flow problem and there's more money going out because we need to invest in our business than there is coming in. So one thing I learned this from my friend, Danielle Laporte, I adore her. She said, debt is neither good nor bad. It's just how you feel about it. And I love that because I think we spend so much time beating ourselves up for being in debt. But sometimes as a business owner, you 
need to invest in order to grow. And sometimes that means taking on a little bit of debt, whether it's from a credit card company or from a friend as a loan or a bank or whatever. And and that's okay as long as you can be clear about how that's going to contribute to your bottom line and where the revenue is going to come in and how you're going to pay that back. So it can't just be like, oh, well, you know, it's all going to kind of work out in the future somehow magically, which is what I did. I did the magical thinking version. So anyway, I wrote it all down. I got super clear and I wanted to begin to make spending choices in accordance with my values. And again, this is really important for entrepreneurs. We are in business, hopefully, to help improve people's lives in some way or another. And the reason we have money is because we spend it in accordance with the things that we value. And so when you're deciding on where to spend money, you want to spend it in accordance with what you value. So that requires first identifying what you value in the first place. But I have had so many people tell me that if they had just gotten clear on what's important to them, like what really actually matters to them, not what their mom wants them to have, not what they think they should have based on the glossy magazines, not what their neighbor has, you know, not that stuff, but what really matters to them they would have been able to save themselves a heck of a lot of money and a heck of a lot of chaos and angst just spending money on what they value. So that's what I started to do. And what's cool is when you spend money on what you value instead of just what you think you should have, you get a lot more emotional bang for your buck and you need to spend a lot less to feel satisfied. Kate, there is so much gold in everything that you just talked about. I have a couple things that I really want to just reiterate to Fire Nation. The first off is tell the truth to someone who is going to love you anyway. I mean, that is so powerful. And you did it and you use the word liberating and that you felt like superwoman. And I can just picture that. that All these years, it was just like this big, giant cookie monster that was out there. You didn't know exactly what that number was, but it was just waiting to eat you up and eat you alive. And it was terrifying. And then you looked at it and you're like, you know what? That's just a number. I can do this. And you told somebody that's going to love you anyway. And it was liberating. The weight came off. And wow, I mean, that just is an inspiring story on so many levels. And again, for Fire Nation, Kate, because you gave us so many golden nuggets, boil it down to one clear lesson from this experience. Great. My one clear lesson would be spend money in accordance with what you value, meaning what's actually really important to you instead of what you think you should have. And that comes with, um, that can be in a, with business advice, that can come be with um, you know products and services for your business, or it can be in your personal expenses. It applies either way. Wow. So Kate, this next question that I ask always elicits different questions from my guests. So I'm kind of curious on how you're going to look at this because of the stories that you shared thus far. Have you had an I've made it moment? <laughs> That's exactly what I thought you were going to say. (laughs) (laughs) No. One of the things that I love most about myself and one of the things that's tricky about myself is I have a lot of trouble taking myself seriously. You know, that can be problematic in my life. At times, I actually was pitching somebody on a sponsorship deal for my book launch party. And one of my dear friends said to me, do not be humble in your email to these people. And I was just like, oh, yeah. That's such a good, I have to remind myself regularly to celebrate where I've, what I've done because so frequently I can just be like, eh, it's not such a big deal or like, eh, you know, 
I, I, I just, I have trouble taking it seriously. That's all I can say. So no, the answer to your question is no, I have not had that moment. Good, Kate. And that's exactly why I asked that question because some entrepreneurs say, John, I haven't, I've made a moment every single day or at least once a month. I have others that say, John, I'll never in my life have an I've made a moment because that will denote the end of my journey and I am never going to end my journey and other people are somewhere in between and that's okay and I love your honest answer which was really just a hysterical laugh which is really the best part. It's a great question. I love that question. Thanks and it is cool to really go back and that's something I really do want to do is at some point go back and really write out all the answers to that question that I've had because it takes a lot of people off guard and it really does evoke a very honest and transparent answer and there's no right answer and there's no wrong answer. It's just an honest answer of what you feel with your gut at that moment. And it's powerful for that reason. But what I want to do now, Kate, is bring things to present time. We've talked about your journey, your failures, your struggles, your aha moments. But I want to talk about present times with your book, with money. Share with Fire Nation where you're at with that and what you think is going to come. Well, the book has been doing great. And, you know, the whole thing is actually kind of hysterical because the only class I ever got a B in at Brown was financial accounting. (laughs) And um, everything else, I was a total goody two-shoes. I got A's and everything. And, um, you know, for several weeks now, I've had the, the book has been number one in finance a lot on Amazon. It's been like a little bit number two, number three, number four, now that we're getting further away from the book launch, but like in the top five books in finance and the fact that I have a book on finance to even begin with and that it's at the top is hysterical to me. (laughs) And then I got to be interviewed on the Today Show by Al Roker and Willie Geist on their money section and, and, you know, giving money advice to the United States of America on national television, also hysterical. (laughs) So (laughs) the whole thing, you know, it's amazing. I'm grateful what the best part of this is, the, the present time getting this book out there, is the feedback that I'm getting that people even just diving into chapter one or doing one or two exercises, there are 29 exercises in the book in total. Um, I really wanted to make it hands-on for people because theory is great, but you know if you don't apply it, it's not going to make any changes in your life. So the book is really about practical application. Um, but people have been going through and saying, you know what, this is changing things. You know, I, I suddenly, I went through this exercise and for the first time in my life, I had a conversation with my husband where we didn't fight about money or I, um, you know, I went through this and suddenly this unexpected income came into my life because I'm shifting my beliefs and my mindset or I have all this debt, but for the first time I feel emotionally light about it and I feel like I'm actually going to be able to pay it all off. So the feedback that I'm getting is phenomenal and as exhausting as a book launch is, it's all worth it because it helps people and that's the whole point. Powerful stuff, Kate. Let's talk about the practicalities of your book. That could be an I've made a moment, by the way, is, is sitting down with Al Roker on the, on the Today Show. That's a pretty powerful moment. And I, I'd love to link to that in the show notes. But talk to us about just one of these 29 practical exercises that you've created that you'd like to share with Fire Nation. The first one in the book, I think it's the first one. It's one of the first ones. It's in the first chapter is writing your own money love story. And what I mean by that is writing out your money history Like what's happened to you from the time you can remember having to do with money and then going back and telling the hero's version of that story in which everything that has happened to you has happened for you, not to you. 
So meaning every person who's come into your life, even if it was a situation that you wish had turned out differently, has been a teacher for you. And every situation that maybe was like one of those uh, failures or moments where you were just on your knees, really having a hard time, each one of those has really been a lesson. So going back through your money story and seeing the lessons and seeing the teachers and seeing how you couldn't possibly be where you are today without some of those experiences. And, you know, just like you've asked the questions here on this podcast, this is, I know how you think, but I think when it comes to money, a lot of people get really caught up in the woe is me's and the like, oh, well, if this thing hadn't happened, then I wouldn't have this problem. Or if this person hadn't done this to me, then it wouldn't be this way. And um, ultimately, like being the victim of our story doesn't help anybody. It's at least at least of which it helps us. And it doesn't help us move forward and make any powerful changes. So starting by becoming the hero in your own journey and writing that out is really, really powerful. And that's something that anybody can do. Um, and that's actually the exercise that I've gotten the most feedback on that people have said, I don't even need to do anything else in the rest of your book. Like just doing that has completely freed me. Um, and that's really cool. Kate, I want to be the hero in my own story. <laughs> you are. <laughs> yes. Kate, thank you for that. And wow, this just sounds great. And it's a perfect time to thank our sponsors. Not sure where to turn for your company's legal matters? As an entrepreneur or startup, you're probably on a pretty tight budget. But that doesn't mean you should skip out on legal services. At Walker Corporate Law, a boutique corporate law firm specializing in the representation of entrepreneurs and startups, they actually encourage fixed fees. Why? Because they believe that billable hours reward inefficiency, and that's not what they're about. Walker Corporate Law offers packages like the all-you-can-eat startup package at just $2,900. The mission at Walker Corporate Law? To protect entrepreneurs and help them succeed. With a group of lawyers who all have at least 10 to 25 years of experience, you can rest assured that they'll do both. If you're looking to make a connection with a corporate law firm who cares about each and every one of their clients and their clients' businesses, then contact the founder directly, scott at walkercorporatelaw.com today. You probably heard me say more than once on Entrepreneur on Fire that the best thing you can do right now is just start. Just start listening, that is. Right now, audiobooks.com is offering Fire Nation your first book for free. No strings attached. Audiobooks.com offers a great selection of titles. In fact, their entire library holds over 40,000 titles. You can find great business reads to keep you motivated and focused like Crush It and Utility. And the major benefit of listening to audiobooks is that you can take them anywhere you go. All you have to do is download them to the audiobooks.com app on your Apple or Android device for offline listening. If you check out audiobooks.com and like what you see, they also offer some amazing membership benefits like one audiobook per month plus 33% off each additional title you listen to. So head on over and sign up to get your first book for free today at audiobooks.com slash fire. And it's a perfect segue to my favorite part of the show, which is the lighting round. Because Kate, this is where I get to ask you a series of questions and you come back at us Fire Nation style with amazing and mind-blowing answers. Sound like a plan? Yes. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? Ooh, um, my own lack of belief in myself. What is the best advice you have ever received? 
I'm going to requote Danielle Laporte again. Debt is neither good nor bad. It's just how you feel about it. So from that, I decided to feel differently about my debt. <laughs> Love that. And I love that you bring out Danielle Laporte. She was a great past guest of Entrepreneur on Fire. eofire.com slash Danielle Laporte. Recommend anybody listening to that. Can you share one of your personal habits that you believe attributes to your success? Yeah. Every night before bed, my fiance Mike and I tell each other three things we're each grateful for. And I think it changes everything in our subconscious and in the energy with which we're going to sleep and waking up in the morning and how we see the world. Wow, I love that. Do you have an internet resource like an Evernote that you're just in love with that you can share with our listeners? Um, actually, I mean, Evernote. <laughs> I use it all the time. <laughs> That's why I say like Evernote, Kate, because everybody would say Evernote then. I love Evernote, but you know, my obviously my iPhone is amazing and anything, anything Apple I love, but... Evernote, and I also love the philosophy of Evernote. I love the guys behind it, which makes me believe in it even more. So Fire Nation, you can find the links to this resource and everything that we've mentioned in today's episode, eofire.com slash Kate Northrup. So Kate, your book, Money, is going to be on the show notes page, but I would like you to recommend one other book for our listeners. I love recommending books. (laughs) (laughs) Well, just one. Remember, this is a seven day a week show. It is called The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. I love that book because it's about expanding our capacity to have success and feel good and stopping sabotaging ourselves and the different behaviors that we can do to expand what's possible for us. Oh, love that. And Fire Nation, I know you love audio. Kate knows you love audio. That's why you're listening right now. So if you want the audio version of The Big Leap for free, you can go to eofirebook.com if you haven't already. That's eofirebook.com. And Kate, this next question is my favorite, but it's kind of tricky. So take your time, digest it, then come back at us with an answer. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have, your food and shelter taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? First, I would, I would put up a, a blog, just like some simple <laughs> free blog on WordPress, and I would start writing. Then I would go out and make friends in my neighborhood you know, just down at the coffee shop or assuming that this in the, on this planet, there are still things like coffee shops. It's identical to earth. So you got it. Right. So I would go, yeah, I would go make friends and find out who the other entrepreneurs are in my town, wherever I am. And I would get start to get together with them and just share ideas and, um, actually just because I only have $500 in my pocket, I would put together, I would start networking with them and let them know about my experience, find out what they've been doing and put together some sort of workshop or experience where I could share what I know from this other planet, from my previous life. And um, so to make a little money and put that in my pocket and also to be able to spread value from what I was bringing in to them and to share resources like that. So I think that's what I would do. I hope you would also go find the equivalent of the entrepreneur on fire and say, hey, identical John, I have a pretty crazy story to share right now. And we're from the same state. (laughs) 
I would definitely do that. <laughs> so, Kate, I've enjoyed listening to your journey so much. I mean, you have shared so many great tips tactics and tools for entrepreneurs, and just some great life lessons, the failures and the challenges you faced and how you overcame them, the aha moment and the steps you took to turn it into a success. But just share with Fire Nation one parting piece of guidance, the best way that we can connect with you, and then we'll say goodbye. So my parting piece of guidance is to remember that you have everything you need inside you already to be successful and to rock your business. And it's just a matter of tapping into those things. And it starts with knowing that it's in there and believing that you are enough. And you can connect with me at katenorthrop.com. All of my stuff is there. I've got great free resources to check out. That's the headquarters, baby. And Fire Nation is well aware, Kate. They can find the links to everything that we've talked about today at eofire.com. Click on the podcast tab. You are hanging out in the archives or just type in Kate in the search bar. You'll pop right up. And Kate, thank you for being so generous with your time, your expertise and experience. Fire Nation salutes you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thanks. Fire Nation. Entrepreneur on Fire generates over 400,000 unique downloads a month and well over five figures in monthly revenue. This is all a result of the podcast I started on September 22nd, 2012. If you want to find out everything I've done, come to podcastersparadise.com. Here you will find video tutorials of everything you need to create, grow, and monetize your podcast. A community of other podcasters to exchange reviews, ideas, and experiences with, and access to private webinars where today's top experts reveal all. Come to podcastersparadise.com to find out more. Thank you so much for joining us today on Entrepreneur on Fire. Head on over to eofire.com for full recaps of every show, our amazing blog articles and resources, and just plain fun. Your entrepreneurial journey awaits, so prepare to ignite. 